Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hey, this is Dexter, the showrunner of October Jones and Fish of Legs. This is Season 2, Episode 1, Meanwhile, Back on the Blimp. It's mostly focused on our team of villains, led by the two-headed snakes, Simon and Sarfunkel, and they're trying to collect four elemental creatures, including the fish from the title, so they can release a big evil monster. I think that's everything you need. Um, theme song also gives you a summary. Thank you for your time. begin. Okay, good news. Last time, I super special promised we'd get back to October and Fish, and we are! Finally! I won't deny it took a while. We checked in on Ryan from that other universe and watched Crab Crab MD and Marionera hook up through a cozy family rom-com and warm puddle, but now we're back. I found them because I care about you and I'm the best. So, quick recap. October and Fish finally managed to warn Buster Fly, the elemental creature of air, about the snakes. Too late to matter, though, Simon and Sarfunkel showed up and captured him! Plus, they also already had the elemental creature of fire, a phoenix named Fiona, which meant they were two-fourths of the way to summoning Big Mama Morbus. October and Fish escaped, but October was stung by bees in a trench coat in the chaos, and apparently she's allergic to bees, so it's like a big deal. We now find them desperately fleeing through a desolate charred forest. Fish is sprinting, dirt flying from the heels of her battle stilettos. A woozy October is draped over her back, clutched in her little fins. October's eyes are glazed over. She's struggling to breathe. It's okay, October. Just breathe. Just breathe. It's all gonna be okay. Fish with legs takes cover behind a rock and searches the gray sky. A tall obsidian tower touches the clouds in the distance behind her. A massive luminescent opal shard mounted between two prongs on the top. I don't see anything. Nothing's following them, just swirling clouds. Or, wait, not clouds, but the camouflaged craggy belly of a white dragon! (laughs) The giant dragon comes around the corner emerging from the cloud cover like a monster from the deep. A spooky skeleton sits behind the crest of the dragon's head, holding on to its horns for support. There they are! Fish hefts October up again and runs. The dragon rises with a formidable flap of its wings, then tucks them in and dives down toward Fish in October. Fish slides under a scorched log as the dragon swoops past them, spraying the forest with a cloud of frost. October, wake up! Fish gives her a couple of slaps. Come on, come on, come on, come on! I can't fight Skulltron and his ice dragon by myself! I need an October plan, like, right now! Well, like, a while ago, actually. At this point, we're way past Plan Station. That was, like, four stops ago when we were dealing with the forest ogres, demon wolves. 
demon wolves. Please wake up, please, 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 please. Uh, Fish gives October a less than delicate healing kiss. Uh, <sighs> Why is it suddenly ice cold? Fish, behind you. Oh no. Fish turns slowly. The dragon lands, staring them down, each exhale adding icy mist to the air. It bows its head to the ground, and Skulltron gracefully steps down, wielding a long golden scepter. No, I have no idea who this guy is. Okay, time to be brave. Herald of water, hand over the orb of truth. And no harm shall come to you or your friend. But what about Susan and the villagers? My queen will deal with the villagers. They should not have defied her. Now they shall pay with their lives. Not if I have anything to say about it. Ah. The skeleton plants the scepter into the ground, holding it firmly. Fish with legs, karate power! Fish runs toward them. Purple smoke emanates from the scepter, forming into animal shapes that prowl around them. She leaps into the air and comes down foot first. Skeletron meets her with the scepter as more purple smoke leaks from his eye sockets. Meanwhile, back on the blimp. What? We're back in the swing of things, so the cliffhangers are back too. Well, it's been so long, I want to check in on Team Villain. I'm sure they've been scheming. Then, we'll get back to classic Fish and October adventures, I promise. No, we don't have another unicorn on our hands. Actually, you know what? Yes, we do. Because I stand by the unicorn decision. So, like I was saying, back on the blimp. Simon and Sarfunkel slither into the cargo hold. Sarfunkel is holding a platter full of sliced meats and sliced oranges in his mouth. The room is big and mostly empty, but the walls are all stacked with crates and random stuff. They slither over to Fiona the Phoenix's concrete crate. Simon takes the meat from the platter and drops it into one of the holes. Here you go, Fifi. We got more of that smoked ham you love? Enjoy. We're still looking for the salmon. Sorry, we're in a blimp. Next to the crate is a table with a generously spacious terrarium on it. Busterfly the butterfly is inside, lounging among the foliage and small rocks. He perks up as the snakes approach. Well, if it ain't this biddable butterfly's favorite pair of reptilian relatives. Ah, it's always fun to come down and see you, Mr. Fly. You have such a great attitude. You do that fun wordplay stuff? Well, I try to pursue positivity, which is an easy endeavor with caring captors like you two characters. Ah. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Sarfunkel sets the platter on the table. Simon lifts the lid of the terrarium, and Sarfunkel drops the orange slices in. So you're enjoying the terrarium? Comfortable? Spacious? Absolutely, Mr. Simon. (laughs) This is one terrific terrarium. I've never had such an exemplary experience being a prisoner. (laughs) And between you and me and the bees, I've had my fair share. Well, we only need you for the ceremony of the five elements, so there's no use making this painful for anyone. Indeed. However, I find it prudent to warn you, Herald of Air, that if ever you were to attempt an escape, you would be put in a box. 
just as the phoenix was after her attempt, and just as the fish will be when she is finally reclaimed. Buster glances over to the crate beside the table. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you wouldn't do that, right? Of course. I don't want to upset anyone. Excellent. But, but uh, if you have a moment, boys, I had an idea too I'd like to run by you. Is that so? Oh, we'd love to hear you out. See, I was thinking, maybe if I'm a well-behaved prisoner, I could perhaps get some perks out of that. Maybe some grapefruit slices mixed in with my oranges. Or if I'm particularly well-behaved, I could get some time out of the cage just to spread my wings. I wouldn't try to leave or nothing. Maybe I'll just do some chores for you. Bees in a trench coat takes care of blimp maintenance and the associated chores. Right, right. I I was just spitballing. And they do not require assistance. Of course, of course. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe we could talk about the grapefruit slices. Oh. Okay. (laughs) See ya. They slither out into the hallway. So you think we could do the grapefruit thing? Compromise with him? The terrarium is already a compromise. I would have kept him in a tin can. That's harsh. He seems harmless. As did the fish. Yet when you gave her a hot tub, she escaped. I'm not saying a spa day. I'm giving him some citrus. You are too lenient with the prisoners. Compromising gives them power. Power gives them confidence, and confidence helps them escape. We must keep our focus on our goal. Okay, fine, whatever. Let's not compromise. I'm happy with that, too. Do you disagree, brother? Oh, no, you don't want to hear what I have to say, because then you'd have to compromise with me, and I'd have power, so... You are my brother, not a prisoner. Oh, wow. Thanks so much for clarifying. Brother, when we are in the presence of the prisoners, it is important that we maintain a united front. What was that? What was that? Something made the whole blimp shake. That made the whole blimp shake. Hey. We must return to the bridge. Brother, quickly. And now we must return to... What, really? You want to watch Team Villain? Aw, but I miss October and Fish. No, what do you miss? Ugh, fine. You make the call. But if we miss anything good, it's on you. On the bridge, mm, on the bridge, Muscular Giraffe is leaning over a cauldron, muttering some incantations. Bees and their trench coat are also there. Thick, gray storm clouds are visible out the front viewport. Flashes of lightning illuminate the bridge and shade Muscular Giraffe with a tasty bit of chiaroscuro. It's an art thing. Chiaroscuro? He looks really good in this lighting. His biceps tense as he stirs the contents of the cauldron. The stressful situation is making some flattering veins bulge on his forearms. Okay, yes, I'm glad we got to see some giraffe, but it's not the narrative call I'd make. Whoa, where did this storm come from? The bridge door bursts open as Simon and Sarfunkel slither in. Master Sarfunkel. Master Simon. We had just sent drones to find you. What is going on? Muscular Giraffe gestures broadly at the storm outside. Of course there's a storm. I can see that. Muscular Giraffe rolls his big brown eyes. I saw that too. We were flying above the sea when the storm hit very suddenly. 
Lightning strikes, shaking the blimp. Muscular giraffe grabs the spoon in his cauldron and shifts it around like a control yoke. The snakes slide a bit before bracing themselves, and the view out the port zigzags wildly through the lightning and clouds. Muscular giraffe, navigate us out of this storm. I think that's what he's doing. Muscular giraffe rolls his eyes and nods as if to say, duh. And cease talking back to me. This is my blimp and I demand the respect of my crew. Well, technically it's his blimp and we're renting it. Perhaps it is best if we stay back and allow Muscular Giraffe to concentrate. Muscular Giraffe! Did you not just hear bees? Watch out! Oh my wild! Evade! Evade! Muscular Giraffe's eyes go wide as he spots a whirling hurricane ahead. It twists, pulling in and spitting out clouds and bolts of lightning. Muscular Giraffe grips his spoon tightly and tilts it forward. He squints, focusing on the vortex ahead, the flickers of lightning illuminating the speckles of green hidden in his brown eyes. What a maverick. Muscular Giraffe! He leans in and the blimp surges forward. They're sucked into the vortex and get whipped around before they suddenly stop and find themselves floating peacefully in the eye of the storm. Muscular Giraffe looks at them all smugly. Well done, Muscular Giraffe. We always had faith. Oh, I did not. I thought we were going to die. Muscular Giraffe, I... I may have mistakenly... A bolt of lightning spears the bridge, lighting up Muscular Giraffe from the inside. The bolt passes through, leaving a scorch on the floor, and Muscular Giraffe slumps. (gasps) Muscular Giraffe! The entire blimp shakes, knocking Simon and Sarfunkel over as the ocean becomes visible through the viewport. The blimp plummets from the sky, tumbling towards a small, perfectly oval island. Oh. This isn't that tense, really. Less of a plummet and more of a jerky glide. The blimp makes a leaf-like descent onto the vaguely circular island and gently crashes near the center. Cushioned by sand. A few stray bees buzz around the bridge, examining the results of the crash. There's lightning damage in a couple places and a bunch of scattered bridge stuff. Bees are tending to the weary muscular giraffe as Simon and Sarfunkel slither in tight, anxious circles. How is he? How soon can we be back in the air? Is he gonna make it? Did the blimp take any damage? The The blimp took minimal damage, Master Sarfunkel, and muscular giraffe is conscious, but ill. We suspect he has lightning sickness and- Lightning sickness? Is he dying? Oh no, he's dying, isn't he? Muscular giraffe! I'm sure he's fine, Simon. Right, bees in a trench coat? Indeed, Master Sarfunkel. Lightning sickness is quite curable. Unfortunately, it is a wizard's illness. And? And bees in a trench coat can't heal him. Oh, poor muscular giraffe. I always thought if he was family, like an uncle or maybe a cousin. I don't have a good read on your age. Bees in a trench coat? We do not currently know the treatment, but we... What is it, Muscular Giraffe? Muscular Giraffe wearily raises a hand and mimes writing. Yes, of course. A few bees fly out from the trench coat with a pad of paper and a pencil. Muscular Giraffe takes it and starts writing. What is it? What is he writing? It's his will. Oh! (laughs) 
I want your vintage wine collection. Sarfunkel and bees wouldn't appreciate it the way I could. Muscular giraffe drops the pencil. The bees look over the page and tear it off. They hover so the snakes can read it. A mango, a pearl, and a bird's egg? What? This must be what we need to cure him. This will cure you, muscular giraffe? Muscular giraffe nods wearily. Bees, do we have any of this on the blimp? No. Let's go outside and look. Come, Sarfunkel. Hold on, brother. Bees in a trench coat. Where are we? What can we expect? We are out scouting, and it seems we are on totally regular island. Uh, really? I like this place. It's, it's kind of fun. Totally regular island. The name rings a bell. Yeah, it is kind of generic. The novelty does not entertain me. Bees in a trench coat, we will go retrieve the things on Muscular Giraffe's list. Tend to him. Put this blimp back in order. Yes, Master Sarfunkel. Shall a drone join you to maintain contact? Yes. A single bee flies out from the trench coat and lands by Sarfunkel's hypothetical ear. Come, brother. Let's hurry. The cargo hold is mostly in order, pretty much unaffected by the crash. Except for how Buster Fly is on the verge of a daring escape. But don't get smug about it. It looks like his terrarium fell over in the crash. He's shoving at the lid to get it ajar enough for him to slip through. Move! Move! The lid scooches open. A titanic effort by Mr. Fly. Why not just use wind powers? You have elemental powers, remember? Yes, I'm aware he can't hear me. Buster wiggles his way through the gap, wings just scraping through, and crawls on top of the terrarium. Now we're talking business. He flutters up and glides over to Fiona's crate on the ground, perching by one of the air holes. Say, what's the word, Firebird? What? What's that? Who's there? She speaks. The phoenix stirs in her cramped cell. It's me, your neighbor, Busterfly the Butterfly, hail the air. Oh, what do you want? I'm curious to know a few things about you, because I saw you spitting fire at those cows, but you looked real sad about it, and now you live inside of a box. So, are you cozy with them snakes, or are you Team Buster? The snakes ripped me from my home and wore me down to nothing, shed me of my beliefs and forced me to commit the most horrible acts. Sounds like Team Buster. I got two words for you. Break out. What's the point? Yeesh. Uh, Listen, it's Fiona, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is our chance. We just crash-landed, which means we're on land. That means there's somewhere for us to run to. My actions mean nothing, and if my actions mean nothing, my decisions mean nothing. So I've decided not to make decisions anymore. But isn't that a decision? Oh, yeah. Touché. So? Break out? Meh, why not? He flutters over to the front of the crate and lifts the exterior latch, freeing Fiona. She steps out and stretches her wings. All right, follow my lead. Sure. And FYI, I'll do whatever you want. I'm totally cool with violence. If that's your deal. If not, whatever. Well, that's good to hear, because I was hoping you'd be the muscle. Totally cool. Intimidation, torture, I'm here for all of it. 
I used to uphold a strict vow of nonviolence, but then, you know how it goes, you get mind controlled, you're forced to commit war crimes, and then you're like, was that really me or just the mind control? And then you're like, does it matter? The deed is done, the trauma is there. Hey, maybe we can talk about this while we go. I think those you know, bees- it's kind of nice to meet another elemental creature. I want to hear your story. Because back in the Magma Isles, they really depended on me to run the show. But watching generations be born, grow up, and die off, you get this, like, big picture of how society works, and it makes it all- Swell. Now let's head out. Oh, right, right. You wanted me to escape. Sorry. Uh, as I said, I will do anything you tell me to. I have no restrictions and I care about nothing. She heads for the door. I'll admit it, I'm interested to see what these two get up to. But I also want to know why that forest was charred. That was an ice dragon. Where did the fire come from? And Skulatron mentioned a queen, and what is the orb of truth? But I guess you'll be the one to decide if any of those questions get answered. For now, let's stop. Prepare to die by the hand of Skullatron after these short messages. This has been October Jones and Fish with Legs. Dexter Lavery Calendar, Elizabeth Niveen, and Zoe Bujo are its dark creators. Its dark minstrel is Alexander Cruz. It features the dark and sinister voice talents of Dexter Laverick Kellen, Tyson Frey, Takeshi Fukushima, Pauline Vestry, Zoe Bujo, Erin Dunlop, and Elizabeth Niveen. Now prepare yourselves, mortals, for soon all will bow to the frosty might of my dark queen. Go-getters can bow to her right now on the hellish site known as Tum. Octoberandfish.tum.com Submit to your fate and subscribe to the show on your podcast application of choice. Thank you. Now, die.